This is WNXS News with your anchors, Kit Harding, Jake E, ISO on Esports, and Diz on Product Forecast. Welcome to WNXS News, your nexus for magic news. I'm Jank E. And I'm Kit Harding. Thank you for joining us. Our top story this week. Once more, the darker side of being a woman in the magic community has reared its ugly head. Honestly, of all the things the Mana Vortex has taken, why is this what gets to stay? Because life, unlike a white-red magic deck, is unfair. Is that it? Is there no justice in the world? We just declare it unfair and move on? We report on it. That spreads the word and calls it to account. Give us the story, then. A formerly popular member of the Magic community, Ruin Crab, was recently called out for actions that are at best questionable and at worst just plain creepy. Numerous women posted screenshots of conversations with the creeping crustacean, each one showing him not respecting boundaries or being outright flirtatious, despite not being terribly close to those posting the screenshots. He would then be told by these people that they were not comfortable with the direction the conversation was taking, upon which he would apologize, say he could sometimes be overly friendly or not realize when he's crossing boundaries, and promise not to do it again. Except that you guessed it, he did. And when these situations were made public, did Ruin apologize, own up to his mistakes, and acknowledge the harm that he caused? I'm going to say no. Oh, God, no. Instead, he took the Michael David Lynch approach of making it seem like the actions were not reflective of who he is and then moving the goalpost for how much harm was actually done. Oh, of course that's what he did. Darvo, the terrible people's handbook. I'm sorry, Darvo? Deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. It's a standard playbook for guilty people when accused of bad behavior, especially common if it's sexual misconduct. Of course there's an acronym for this. And of course you happen to know that acronym. I don't spend all my time in service of the Mana Vortex. Sometimes I read about sexual misconduct. Service to the Mana Vortex. You know, Kit, sometimes I think you need more hobbies. I play magic. Hopefully you do that more than you talk about things like this, because that's not all this situation has to offer, I am sad to say. Not as sad as I am to hear it. He also seems to have made a fake account for Twitter claiming to be a young lady named Hannah, all with the goal of defending himself. That one's also fairly standard playbook, unfortunately. And poorly thought out, because it's not like he was nice to this one person would prove he didn't do any of the other awful things anyway. They're always nice to a few people, so they have people who would never ever believe it when the bad thing hits. But we think this one was fake? Well, it's not technically proven to us yet, so we can't say for sure. However, the account is very new has been evolved pretty much solely in the discourse surrounding this situation, and after a hefty chunk of time spent defending Ruin Crab, claimed to not know who Ruin Crab even was. 
And I believe there were also reports of him making fake accounts to avoid Discord bans and other such consequences, correct? Correct. And so I presume that he has leaned hard into the deny part of that acronym. He has indeed. When presented with this accusation, Crab doubled down and pretended sympathy for this Hannah person. Honestly, this is just a messy situation all around. Listeners, some of you may be asking, why is this the top story? Well, there are two reasons. One, the knowledge of whom you allow into your game spaces and hobby spaces is vitally important for the comfort and safety of all who come there. Which leads us into reason number two. We had Ruin Crab as a guest on one of our News Bruce segments. At the time, we had no idea that he was engaging in behaviors like this, but that being said, we are working behind the scenes to figure out how to remove that specific segment from the episode, and hopefully we will be able to do so within a few days of this episode releasing at the latest. Neither MTG Nexus nor WNXS News condone Ruin Crab's behavior, and we stand in support of those he targeted. And moving on to our next story. Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate is approaching with, honestly, a frightening speed. So, we'll head over to Diz to learn about the set so far. Diz? Thank you, Jank. Honestly, there's so much going on in this single set that it's hard to know where to begin, but we'll go with the returning mechanics first. Myriad is the first one up, bringing an extra attack power to make sure you get in at each of your opponents, even if your creature is goaded. So it's fair to say there's a myriad of mechanics here, both as a metaphor and literally. It's fair to say it, but it's not fair to inflict that sentence on the rest of us. You sound like you've just stepped out of V for Vendetta. Agreed, Kit. The next returning mechanic we see is Adventure Cards. Players were surprised this card type didn't get a return in Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, but now we see it was only a matter of time. Experience counters seem to be making a comeback as well, which should make fans of the original two-color commander decks happy. And of course, we knew dice rolling would be making its comeback as well, and card text being named after abilities and skill checks in D&D is something we'll be happy to enjoy once again. There's even one for sleight of hand checks, which makes my roguish little heart happy. I can say with 100% certainty that roguish would not be one of the first four adjectives I would attribute to you. Of course not! That's what makes me a good rogue! High stealth! To get back on track... What new mechanics and card types are coming our way? The most relevant one is the introduction of backgrounds. These are legendary enchantments that can function as a partner to creatures that have choose a background in their rules decks or can just be slotted into the 99. They all have an ability that affects commander creatures you own and will be subject to the same commander rules if you put them in your command zone for deck building. So, two more mana per cast and when it's removed you can put it back in the zone. Do you tend to enjoy hot potato mechanics like the Monarch? If so, you'll absolutely love seizing the initiative. The initiative is a new ability that allows players to venture into a new dungeon titled the Undercity. And, like being the Monarch, players can get bonuses to certain cards in the set if they have the initiative. Notable reprints so far include the return of the Diamond Mana Rock Cycle, the Dual Lands from Battle Bond, and of course, Arcane Signet. The set is not yet fully spoiled, and pre-releases will be held beginning June 2nd. Thank you, Diz. We'll jump into our first break, and when we get back, 
two very different examples of the unity of Magic players, and ISO will have highlights from the new Capenna Championship. Ah, new Capenna. The city that never stops growing up. No, literally, we can't go sideways or down because of the walls. Anyways, sometimes you need to expand your home or office, and there's only one family-owned business that can do it. Mr. Ofeo's riveting constructivism. Need a fifth floor for that new baby room? Need a 15th floor for the new office mates? We can help you ascend to the next level of comfort and class, all with signature charm. We got great crews, so avoid the blues. Mr. Ofeo's riveting constructivism. We got great crews, so you avoid the blues. Welcome back. The last couple of episodes, we took time to put focus on the mental health charity streamathon that Hobbs Q of the Goblin Lore Pod put together. Over the two day event, many, many games were had, bursting forth from the mono vortex in terrifying splendor, and Hobbs himself graced the marathon with a mental health panel. Players from all corners of the Magic community, great and small, showed up and showed out, raising a whopping $7,000 before any of the donation matching took place. This is the best aspect of the Magic community, coming together for a common goal with the intent of helping others. It's also one of the smoother ways that this happens. A longer, harder road exists as well, and the warehouse workers for Card Kingdom have taken that road. Namely, in the form of a union. On May 10th, the Card Kingdom union sent a letter to Card Kingdom asking them to formally recognize the union voluntarily. They gave them until May 16th to respond, and when Card Kingdom remained silent, the union began taking steps to file with the National Labor Relations Board. The process began on May 17th, and the union has held strong. Card Kingdom themselves have remained oddly silent even to the public at large regarding this. The only response that could be found from the retailer is on their FAQ page, where they reply with a simple, nah, to a question about hiring union busters. Despite this seemingly straightforward answer, they have legal representation whose experience summary includes anti-union legislation. Well, golly gee, that sounds like union busting. You don't say. I wish I didn't. Unfortunately, this is not a good sign from the retail giant, and if this turns out to be just the first step in a long walk to union busting, the community has made clear that it will stand behind the union rather than the store. As a union worker myself, I wish them all the solidarity in the world. Hopefully it won't come to a major fight, but we all know what happens when we hope in this hobby. That was incredibly dark. Well, we are recording at night. With no moon to light your way? No comedy, more like. Can we go back to having news stories that are lighthearted and easy to joke about? Please, universe, can we? Anyway, the New Capenna Championship took place from May 20th through 22nd. Right, Isa? <laughs> Hmm. 
And that's right, and the final slots for the World Championship are on the line, not to mention the set champion title and prize money. Two days of combined standard and historic format play led to a power-packed top 8 of standard decks. David Inglis played Jeskai Storm, Jan Merkel made it through with Jeskai Hinata, Mike Sigris brought Grixis Vampires to the table, metaphorically as this was a digital tournament, Shota Yasuka and Carl Sarup piloted Jun Midrange, Zachary Kin and Simon Nielsen both joined the Midrange Club with an Esper build, and Hisamichi Yoshigoe did so with a Naya deck. Jan Merkel battled his way through to the final match, dropping one game each bracket level, but no more. The second finalist, Simon Nielsen, made it to the finals after losing to Jan in the semi-final match, beating Mike Sigris to take the last spot in the lower bracket. In the end, it came down to the best two matches out of three, with Jan pulling the victory out of two matches to one. This was the last major competitive event of the season before the World Championship match this fall, but there will be plenty of time to get ready for the new play season. In fact, the day of this episode's release will also host a qualifier play-in to give players a chance to enter the next qualifier weekend. As the new season develops, I'll be right here to tell you all about it. Jank? Thank you, ISO. Unfortunately, Kit's wish for lighthearted and fun stories has to be put off for a little while longer, because not all of the news regarding the World Championship is good. Paolo Vitor Dama de Rosa was booted from a qualifying spot for the World Championship after two people with whom he was tied both received a win despite those players going head-to-head. Not only that, but 8 of the 13 available slots for Worlds from the Championship were assigned to the non-league challengers, and only 5 for the league members, which in a less technical sense means that by finishing second last season, PVDDR had less of a chance to go to Worlds than if he'd simply fallen out of the leagues entirely. Now, it's unlikely that by going public with this information, Paolo was trying to take anything away from the non-league qualifiers as far as skill goes. But his frustration does make sense when you think about the fact that the Hall of Fame Lifetime Pro Tour invites were also revoked. In short, it's beginning to seem as though Wizards is inexplicably antagonizing their longest-term player base. Beginning to? Okay, that's fair. But this isn't a good look for Wizards. With any luck, Huey Jensen can start instituting some changes soon that would make the competitive scene friendlier for its longtime grinders and members. But that's a change that we haven't seen yet, and we'll just have to wait to see if it happens. And what did I just say about hope in this hobby? And on that depressing note, it's time for our next break. And when we come back, information about this year's Forged Clown Throwdown and a very judgmental news bruise. Saturday, June 11th at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Four clowns, one charity. The Four Clown Throwdown returns in 2022 with four all-new clowns competing in order to raise money for Trans Lifeline, one of Magic's favorite charities. Who will these clowns be? What will they be playing? There's only one true way to know. Saturday, June 11th. Be there. Donate money. Help support a great cause. Welcome back. 
The Four Clown Throwdown is a charity that we first saw last year, with four content creators coming together to raise money for the Trevor Project. And this year the charity is back, being held. <clears throat> and this year the charity is back. It'll be held on June 11th, and instead of the Trevor Project, the four clowns have chosen Trans Lifeline as as their charity. There will be prizes and silliness galore, with all new clowns participating in the game. Well, sort of. It's really hard to explain. Why does that fill me with dread? I have no idea. Why does that fill you with dread? Mm-hmm. This episode's News Brews actually features one of those four. And on this very special edition of News Brews, I have one of the four clowns in the upcoming four clown throwdown, Judge J. Jimothy Jenkson. Uh, your honor, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. Yes, it is your honor that I am here, but uh, you are quite welcome. I always enjoy helping those who need the help and making sure justice is done. Well, uh, that's great to hear. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but you actually have some relation to one of last year's participants in the Four Clown Throwdown, uh, Big Papa Jank, is that correct? Ah, uh, yes, it is. Unfortunately, that family disgrace is my brother. He disgraced himself, myself, his own fans, and the rest of the Jenkson Five. He has almost been shunned, but we've decided to give him another chance in a potential future event. Ah, uh, well, I'm sorry to hear that he fell on such hard times with you and your family and that this put so much strain on you all, but I'm glad that you can find it in your heart to uh, grant him parole? I have no time for legal puns, boy. Uh, first of all, sir, I'm 31 years old, so boy is absolutely not an okay way to address me. But anyway, uh, so... For those of our listeners who aren't as familiar with it, what exactly is the Four Clown Throwdown? Well, you might as well call it the Three Clown Throwdown this time, since I myself am participating. But it is a charity event that began last year with my pitiful brother and three of his friends, all in search of raising money for the Trevor Project. This year, we have decided to switch the charity over to Trans Lifeline, not because the Trevor Project has done anything wrong or something unjust, simply because we decided to make things moderately different from the last event. However, it will still be a good cause filled with great prizes, and myself laying the hammer of justice down upon those three fools. Um, I guess it's great that your head's really in the game space here. Uh, but here on the News Brews segment, we typically talk about the decks as well. So tell us a little bit about the commander that you've chosen to bring to the table. Well, uh, I have brought a creature with as much esteem as myself, Feria, Judge of Valor. She is a 2-4 flying creature with lifelink. For two, one white and two black. And whenever you cast your second spell each turn, you look at the top three cards of your library and put one into your hand with the other two into the graveyard. So is this going to be a black and white reanimator deck? 
Of sorts, but not just that. There will also be plenty of spells to make sure that order stays within the confines of the game, such as Law Rune Enforcer or Gideon's Law Keeper. Well, that sounds like uh, it might be a little bit of a bear to play against. No, there will be no bears. There are no 2-2s two for two within this deck. Well, aside from the... Uh, <clears throat> aside from... Kami of the Ancient Law, which is there as an enchantment removal source. But otherwise, there will be no bears here. Um, okay, Your Honor. Uh, is this going to be just control with some reanimator on the side? Or there will also be something of a token theme, as well as an alliteration theme with Josu Veslich Knight. Alliteration with my own name, of course, as Josu Veslich Knight does not have alliteration in and of itself. You don't say. In fact, I do. I, I do say. Is that... Was that not clear when I said it? No, yes, Your Honor, it was very clear. I apologize. I was attempting to make a joke. Overruled. There will also be cards that are on theme with justice or legality, such as Jailbreak, to protect my own, to uh, protect my own creatures or help make just deals with my opponents should the time be necessary. There will be other removals that just fit the theme, such as guilty conscience or. Conclave Tribunal. Uh, are there also any other themed... <clears throat> are there also any other fun themes that we've seen from uh, perhaps Commander Legends sets or other things like that? You can just ask if the court spells are in the deck, you buffoon. Fine, your honor. Are the court spells in the deck? Yes, of course they are, you moronic waste of space. Honestly, did you have to take your brain out of your skull and run it under an iron to get the wrinkles out to ask such hard-hitting journalistic questions? Your Honor, we brought you on here as a courtesy simply to talk about the event and your deck within it. These types of mudslinging insults should be better saved for your promos against your opponents, don't you think? Sustained. My apologies. But yes, the Court of Grace and Court of Ambition are both there in order to help create tokens or control my opponents as well as provide white and black with much-needed card draw within uh, my use of the Monarch. So, that all being said, uh, where are... That all being said, uh, it sounds like it's going to be at least an interesting game. Do you know what your opponents are going to be playing yet? No, not quite yet, but you can bet there will be someone playing Croc, considering these other clowns' involvement. And something Canadian. Ugh. You have a problem with Canadians? Well, not as a whole, you see, but a themed Canadian can't be that much better than a themed American, as they are effectively America's hat. I... Okay, I... Moving on. So, what can you tell us so far about some of the prizes uh, that will be given out during the Four Clown Throwdown? 
Well, we know that there will be gift cards uh, from various sources. There will be sealed product from other vendors. Some of the details are still yet to be hashed out, but they will be soon enough released to the public at large via relevant Twitters or other... <clears throat> via relevant Twitters who are run by twits involving this competition. Uh, great. And what does the winner of this match actually get? One championship belt showing that they are the winner of the quote-unquote four clown throwdown. Although, as stated earlier, it's more like three, as I am no clown. Uh, okay, well, thank you, Your Honor, for this experience. It, sir, it sure was this experience. You are quite welcome. The judges' deck list is not available yet, but will be in time for the event. Again, that event will be held on Saturday, June 11th, and we'll have more information about it next episode. That's all this edition. We'll see you next time. Same time, new news.